people say all the time, I'd love to get into the stock market, but it's too complicated. I wouldn't even know where to start. Well, with this podcast, there are no, no more, excuses. more excuses. This is Winning with RHK100. He's helping people achieve financial freedom. Dude's making millionaires out here. He's here to give you the knowledge and an edge to help you navigate the volatility in the stock market. Put your learning cap on, because he's here to drop the knowledge. Here's your host, the man, the myth, the legend, RHK100. Yes, welcome to episode two. As the late Jim Rome would say, who's a legendary speaker and mentor, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So congratulations on choosing to spend time with a winner this week. I want to start this episode off with a story. When I was 20 years old, I was speaking to one of my clients who is now a dear friend and mentor. His name is Brett. And Brett is very successful when it comes to his family, career. He owned over 20 Taco Bells and he was an executive at Dunkin' Donuts. And he was successful when it came to his happiness. We would speak every week when he came in to get service. And within those small 20-minute windows, he always left me with thought-provoking gems. You could feel the winning energy surrounding him and the generosity of his wisdom was truly genuine. He said something to me that changed the way I looked at money forever. He pulled out a $50 bill and he asked me, what does this bill represent to you? And what can you do with this? My answer was pretty simple. I said, it's a $50 bill and you can buy things with that. You can invest or you can save it. In my head, I was giving myself a pat on the back. I was like, man, this guy thinks he's talking to a newborn baby. He thought I was going to say spend it. I've read some Dave Ramsey books. I know about investing. He proceeded to say that was a good answer and I was right. But he wanted to share how he views it. Brett said, this $50 represents 50 employees for me. And my job is to deploy these workers out efficiently and effectively to make sure they make money while I sleep and or passively. And one thing about Brett, when it comes to the wealth of knowledge that he has, his energy goes up 10,000%. And he doesn't just try to school you. We all been around those type of people. You should do this. You should do that. You know, all suggestions, but nothing you can practice today. When he drops a gem, he makes sure you can use it in real time because he understands impact. And impact is what truly shifts someone's perspective. So he looks me in the eye and he says, you're the CEO of your future. So you have to be very intentional on how you deploy these workers and pass me the $50 bill. Of course, on my young ego, I tried to give him back his $50. He looked me dead in my eye. And he said, I didn't give you $50. I gave you 50 employees. So put them to work and I'll see you next week. Let's just say he was excited on his next visit when he heard I bought a few dividend stocks. And that is the topic for today. By definition, a dividend stock is a publicly traded company that regularly shares profits with shareholders through dividends. These companies tend to be both consistently profitable and committed to paying dividends for the foreseeable future. I want to give a fair warning. Just because a company is worth billions doesn't mean it's an ideal dividend investment. 
Receiving dividends every quarter, month, or year is an excellent passive income source. Therefore, finding companies that pay out regularly and have a history of success is crucial to your dividend portfolio. So let me break this down in layman's terms. When you buy a dividend stock, they'll pay you for just owning the stock. I personally own over 40 dividend stocks that collectively pay me monthly, quarterly, and annually payouts. The way I've set it up in my portfolio based upon my dividend picks, I receive a payout every single week to my brokerage accounts. That particular dividend list is shared in the RHK100 community all the time, so feel free to check it out. If you build up your dividend portfolio correctly, these weekly, monthly, and or quarterly payouts can pay for your rent or mortgage, your car note, private school for your children, date nights, family vacations, or you can reinvest it to get a bigger payout in the future. For example, there's a dentist in our community that purchased a dividend stock I recommended a couple months ago. The stock is Zim. Zim Shipping is an Israel-based container transportation company that provides cargo for over 100 countries worldwide. Anyway, he bought 1,500 shares of Zim for $16.95 a pop in January. In March, Zim announced a quarterly dividend payout of $6.40 per share. But since it's headquartered in Israel, that $6.40 is taxed by 25% off the top by the Israeli government. So that payout ended up being $4.80 per share. So the dentist was paid $7,200, seven grand, for holding the stock for three months. It's safe to say that he was ecstatic. Actually, my whole community was ecstatic about the dividend payout. And this dentist, who has over three practices in New York, was so surprised that they paid him $7,200 for just holding the stock. He just couldn't believe it. And he was excited that he found another passive income stream. And it gave him a 28% return on his money. Remember, he bought 1,500 shares at $1,695 a pop, which uh, cost somewhere around $25,000. I think it's $25,400, something like that. And he got paid $7,000, which is a 28% return on his investment. And the stock is still sitting over his uh, entry. I believe the stock is sitting somewhere around $1,730 right now. So he is absolutely amazed at the possibilities of dividend income. Before you get excited and do something really silly with your savings, I do have to warn that that was a pretty extreme example I just gave. Zim pays the biggest dividend yield in the stock market. It's a whopping 90% timeout. With that being said, I need to explain two things. Number one, the dividend yield is a dividend expressed as a percentage of a current share price. Example, if a stock was priced at $10 and paid a $1 dividend annually, the dividend yield would be 10%. Number two, anything over 12%, remember I just said Zim is 90%, anything over 12% is considered a huge dividend yield. 
So when a company has a huge dividend yield, it's usually suggesting financial trouble that could imperil its ability to make future dividend payments. Got it? Okay, so with that being said, Zim has a variable dividend payout, which allows them to pay out 35% of their quarterly net income to shareholders, which is considered extremely generous. Now, I'm not going to give a deep dive into Zim right now. I'll say that for another episode. But I do have to explain why do I have a stock with a 90% dividend yield, especially since most of my dividend stocks are 13% or less. So when it comes to Zim, they have faced a lot of headwinds since the Fed started raising rates. And Zim's net income dropped 75% year over year in the fourth quarter of 2022, which you usually don't want to see. But this was due to a 41% drop in the average container freight rate. Shares have fallen 80% from their March 2022 highs. Luckily, I've been studying Zim's business since they went public in 2021, and I owned a competitor inside my portfolio for a few years. So that headline of the 75% drop year over year doesn't shake me up too much. Freight rates are now at $1,700, which is pre-COVID levels at one point, and I believe it was November 2021 or maybe maybe October, it was $10,000 to ship one of the container freights from country to country. Um, that rate has been dropping dramatically ever since the Fed has raised rates, and they have survived with rates being right here for the past 75 years. It is now normalized, and I believe we are catching a bottom when it comes to the global container freight rate. Also, in the past month or so, a reputable analyst at JPM by the name of Samuel Bland, JPM is a JP Morgan Chase, by the way, um, he upgraded the shares to overweight from neutral with a $30 price target after the stock price has been cut in half during the past six months. So he's pretty aggressive there. He took it to overweight and um, I am bullish on Zim. I love their management team. I like the CEO's vision and I am going to buy even more Zim shares once it goes under $17 a share. So thus far, we spoke about what's a dividend stock, what a dividend yield represents, what dividend yield you should be wary of or looking for, and you understand why it's considered a passive income stream. Now let's talk about finding dividend stocks. Um, the number one thing you could do, obviously, is Google dividend stocks, monthly paying dividend stocks, quarterly paying dividend stocks. And um, after you come up with a few names that you like, you should go to yahoofinance.com and type in a ticker. Uh, let's use let's use Kimberly Clark. Okay, uh, you go to yahoofinance.com and type in KMB or Kimberly Clark. The ticket is KMB, and you can go down and you can look at the fifty-two week range. You can see the PE ratio, which is sitting at twenty-three right now. You can look at the EPS, and then you're going to see forward dividend and yield. Right there, you see a 4.72. It does not have a dollar symbol. That means that it pays $4.72 a year. Whatever number you see right there, 
That's what they pay annually. But you can't tell from that number if they pay monthly or quarterly or weekly or annually. So we will have to do further research. But it's just good to see what the dividend yield is. And you can easily see how the stock has been performing for the past five days, past six months, one year or five year due to the chart that they have right in front of your face on yahoofinance.com. So after you find your dividend stocks that you looked up on yahoofinance.com and you feel comfortable digging a little deeper, you want to go to nasdaq.com. On the top right corner, there's a search box. You want to type in KMB because we're looking at Kimberly Clark, right? So we'll type in KMB in the top right corner. Once Kimberly Clark Corporation common stock pops up, you click on that. And right under news press releases, and analyst research. On the left corner, it's dividend history. For every company, it should be right there. So you will click on dividend history. And once you click on dividend history, what you truly want to see is at least 10 years of dividend payments, consistent dividend payments. Also, you get to see if they pay monthly, do they pay quarterly, and how much their dividend has increased or decreased over the past couple of years. I personally want to see the dividend increasing over time. I'm looking at Kimberly Clark right now. So if you pulled it up on your phone, tablet, or laptop while listening to this podcast, if you scroll to the bottom, you can see that they've been paying since 1995. They're paying uh, 45 cents a share. They dropped down in 1997 to 24 cents a share. And then it was up from there, 98, 25, 2001, uh, which around the tech they pay $0.28 cents a share. Let's go to the hard times. Let's go to 2007, 2008, during the financial crisis. They was paying 53 and they raised it in 2008 to $0.58 cents a share. Let's see if they stopped paying in COVID. These are the times you want to look for because, obviously, this dividend is truly going to matter to you during those times. And from the looks of it, KMB has taken care of their shareholders during every crisis. Um, it has still raised this dividend in 21, 22, 23, and that is what you want to see. K- KMB is a stock that I hold. I do buy it every time it goes under 130. I feel like it's recession proof. If we do fall into a recession, people will not stop using toilet paper. Kimberly Clark controls about 70% of the toilet paper market. So I will be there and I will continue to put my money there every time the stock dips under 130. It has rewarded us with a nice dividend. And I have to say, when volatility hits the market, Kimberly Clark holds up pretty well. It is a great foundation piece for your portfolio. With that being said, I have one more tip today. And that last tip is to diversify your dividend portfolio. I cannot say this enough, but you cannot rely on one company to pay you your whole entire dividend income. Obviously, as you're building your dividend portfolio, if you have a small budget, you're going to have one company. I get it. But you want to keep spreading your money into different dividend stocks. I definitely seen a few cases where stocks will cut their dividend And if you only have that one particular ticker, it can set you back dramatically on your passive income plan. So please be smart, diversify, 
those pennies, spread them out. Don't put all your eggs in one basket and build up this dividend portfolio. I've built it up for myself. Um, Two of my sons, they have a dividend portfolio. And if everything works out the right way with the way I'm aggressively building a dividend portfolio, by the time they're 17 years old, they should be at $100,000 per year in dividends coming in for them. So they could pay for their college. They could pay for whatever business they want to start. Or daddy will keep those dividends to himself until I feel like they're ready. Because uh, these guys are going to do something major or they're going to figure life out by themselves. I'm just joking, guys. I'm the soft one. My wife is the hard rock, and uh, she ultimately will decide if these guys deserve it or not. But either way, we are planning accordingly, and you should too. Get some dividends, create that passive income stream, set your children upright, and let's keep winning. I appreciate you for listening. I want to thank Brett for changing my life when it comes to the way I think about money and the way I put it to use. Well, you know what? Let me, let me stop saying money for I, I get I get yelled at. Thank you for teaching me how to deploy these employees, these hard workers. Wow. And I almost forgot the most important part of this show. I am going to recommend a book. It is called The Intelligent Investor by Benjamin Graham. This should be read by anyone who's trying to be serious with investing. It teaches you value investing, what to look for, how to value a company, and how to properly build a portfolio besides getting your 10K in ETFs. If you don't know what I'm talking about, please go back to episode one and you better understand the 10K in ETFs. Anyway, I'm signing off. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening and learning with RHK 100 today. We hope you've enjoyed the show and we hope you've gotten something useful from it. Subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date with the latest topics and trends in the market. Please check out his other episodes and visit RHK100.com to join the winning team. Come be a part of the RHK100 community. Also, make sure you follow us on Instagram at RHK.100. And as always, if it dips, buy more.